Hello, my name is Liz Gurley, and you are listening to Memoir History. of anything except my own life, I guess. <laughs> it's quite different than what I ever thought it could be. And it feels so simple. Who knew it could just be so simple? we get caught up in. Getting married by a certain age. When you buy your first house, when you buy new cars, when you have children, when you divorce. I'm still caught up, but I'm caught up with living differently. I'm caught up. I'm tangled in the pursuit of living a different kind of life. where work can be work and what you love is everything that you do on changing what my life looked like when I separated from my husband. And I got distracted by some things. <laughs> I got distracted by 
the gaping hole, the gaping wound my marriage left. So I tried to fill it instantly, you know. I don't want to wait till this thing scabs up. And I know I'm going to pick at it, and I'm going to have a scar from it, because I can't help myself. just wouldn't. The wound just got infected. Things just festered. I hate that word, festered. Fester. This the string of letters and how they sound when put together. I just don't like it in my mouth. <laughs> begun to I'm gonna cry I'm sure you could hear that and I didn't have to state that I've begun to remember now that my mind is a bit clearer all the things I really did love about my ex-husband so grateful to have these memories. I don't want to remember him as we were separating. We were both such ugly, stubborn, sad versions of ourselves. And we were trying to save face with each other all the time. I guess is what I would say, my perspective. I was just sad that it had to be like that. I miss my friend. I always miss my friends. And he was my friend. so hard 
for the past three years to build a home for myself and I think I can finally say that I feel like I'm home. <laughs> it has been <sighs> exhausting not feeling like I have a home anywhere. I had a home with my parents. I briefly had a home by myself, and then I had a home with a husband. And now I'm back to being at home with myself. And I have just really had a hard time feeling at home with myself. It is Dear God, the solitude, the solitude, who it teaches you so much. It teaches you way more than you want to know sometimes. <laughs> Whew, I have to blow my nose. I'm presently looking out of my broken window in my dining room. Locked myself out of this lovely home that I've made for myself. Don't you hate it when you lock yourself out of your home? Now, what if home is your soul? Don't you hate it when you lock yourself out of your soul? Why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we punish ourselves and cut off that connection? because we think the external has to be a certain way. We have to prove our soul. We don't have to prove our souls. <sighs> but I locked myself out of my house. And so my landlord had to break a window because I was like, I mean, locked out. My front door is a sliding glass door my windows were locked and what had happened is, is I I leave my door unlocked because we live in the country and my landlords are always home and all the other people who live on this property here are always home it's a safe place to be and so they've talked about how they leave their doors unlocked and I'm like oh well everybody's always home so I finally tried leaving my home unlocked and like seeing if I could feel safe that way and I was feeling safe but I'd forgotten that I had this piece of wood um like balanced in the uh, what's it called the like where the sliding glass door slides into you can put a piece of wood down so like even if you leave 
your sliding glass door unlocked and someone were to try to break in and they try to open it, there's this piece of wood down there and it like fits perfectly. It's like the exact size of that absent space that the door slides into. And I left for work and that piece of wood slipped into the slot perfectly where it fits. I came home with the groceries and after running errands and I was like tired, dead on my feet and I just wanted to eat dinner and like then go to bed. And I locked myself out because that piece of wood fell. So my landlord is the most patient man I have ever uh, had the pleasure of witnessing work. But he broke the window into my dining room without throwing anything through it. He basically slowly, patiently, carefully eased the glass out. Slowly took the window apart. <laughs> I mean, he had to break the second pane because it was a double pane, but barely like he was like I don't want to get any broken glass all over your floor and like any any other person I know who if you know had this issue how do we get Liz in her home they'd be like well which window and let's who raise your hand uh, first person gets to throw the rock through like that's just how it would go and it would be such a mess but he considered the mess and he cared enough that I I not have that mess to deal with because maybe he recognized I'd had a really long day and I had all my groceries and I was like, uh, I don't know what he was thinking, but all I know is it was very thoughtful the way he approached getting me into my apartment, <laughs> into my home. Hello, my present. <laughs> you are my home. I love my home. I'm so happy here. Mm, my future is a surprise. Just rolling with it. I'm just riding the flow. As things happen, as new opportunities arise, still a surprise. I don't know what I'm going to do in the moment because I have to process it and I take time to process. And as long as I'm learning more about who I am, I'm growing as a human, I'm growing in love. As long as my mental health is first and foremost, the thing that guides my moves and love is the core of everything then I don't need to plan my future I have ideas about my future and I'm active in pursuing those things but if other things come up in the meantime
that's what I want to do is roll with it. It seems difficult to roll with it when there are other people involved. I don't, I don't think, I knew this is, uh, this is a life, I'm living a life right now that I never even dreamed of because I didn't think it would be possible. Like, I think maybe I had hints of a dream of being an artist and living an artist's life, but I pushed them so far away from myself because I had, you know, gotten married and because I got married, there were certain sacrifices I had to make and I just compromised. And so my, my artist dream that never got to be realized was pushed even further down inside of me. And so right now I'm, I'm just in awe of my life every day. I was hanging out with a friend uh, this weekend and I was like, you know, I remember we went on a trip together. We went to Forks. Forks. I don't know why I had to say it like that. Um, but we went out to Forks and we rented this RV and we stayed, I think, three nights in this RV and just like camped out and didn't shower and, you know, all the fun things. my friend she is really good at her like her imagination is still like runs wild and she plays with me like I like to be silly and play and joke and some people struggle with doing that as I don't know maybe as adults you just lose that ability to you know be playful really just recognize like no we're just being children we're kidding right now we're just joking around but Nicole well I didn't mean to say her name but there it is Nicole she she is that with me we just joke around constantly it's like Nicole's the kind of friend you know, it'd be late at night and (laughs) I was trying to come up with a generic story, but now I'm just thinking of a specific story when we were in Forks and, you know, when you're sleeping in a new place, you don't know the sounds. And so we were trying to ease into our first night of sleeping in this weird place with all these sounds and like we have no idea what's outside what wildlife is around it's raining you know there's so many noises anyway we were listening to a podcast I think for a while and then eventually like she was like oh I'm gonna turn it off and we both kind of fell asleep but then we both woke up because there was a scratching at the door trying to be spooky like my dad always would be when he would tell stories. (laughs) Scary stories. (laughs) Um, No, we both heard the scratching, but we didn't know if the other... 
was awake and so we didn't say anything. We just like suffered in silence in our fear. <laughs> and then the morning we talked about it, we were like, what? You were awake? What? Why did... Okay, if it happens again, say something like, and then it happened again and we were both like, are you awake? <laughs> it must have been like a squirrel or a raccoon or something that had and boiled some eggs. <laughs> we were convinced. It's the freaking boiled eggs that are sitting in the fridge that Liz thought she was going to eat and then was like, nah, don't feel like it. <laughs> Ah, well, I don't mean to say my friends' names because, well, I like to keep things private. I like to share things, but I also like to keep um, those intimacies private between me and my friend. But I said your name, Nicole. I apologize, but I also think you don't care. So I love you, and um, let's hang out some more playing um yeah so cheers to my future being a surprise to have one window always open. I love hearing the birds and I'm surrounded by trees and so the rain is just... It sounds beautiful. What about you? Do you love where you live? don't love it, what would you change? If you do love it, what would you change? <laughs> I've rearranged this place so many times. And it's been really fun, so when I got to see um, Nicole, it was really fun to watch her walk through my apartment because I have been you know, painting a lot. You can check out my shop online uh, at memoiristry.com backslash backslash I don't know why I have to say it like that. It just comes out that way and there's a lot of spit in my mouth. Shop. Memoiristry.com backslash shop <laughs> And you can see what I've been up to. And all these paintings are displayed in my apartment. It makes me feel like the shop is here. I'm living in the shop. I'm living in my shop. So anyway, I'm sitting in my dining area where a lot of my newer pieces are displayed. And now there are some pieces missing because I've had some shoppers. And it's really fun to see the blank holes and be like, oh, I've got a spot again. What am I going to put there? What am I going to make next and sell? And it's going to hang right there until it finds a home. It's really fun to operate as a 
as if my whole apartment is for sale. <laughs> like, okay, so because I'm morbid and I always think about how I'm, not how I'm going to die, but I think about that I'm going to die. Um, and I think, okay, so today I'm going to leave my apartment and what state is it in? So if I die today, what are they going to find? Like, oh man, that one journal entry that I wasn't done with, it's just, it's going to hurt somebody's feelings if they read it. <laughs> or um, that painting I wasn't done with, like it's going to offend somebody if they look at it. I always think about how someone's going to just be like appalled or disgusted with my life that I've left behind. But lately I've been thinking, what are all the treasures that are here for someone to discover that I don't even know they're here yet because I'm living in them so they're so close to me that I can't see them and then one day as life goes the lesson will just light up and pop out at you the lesson that's been sitting on your fridge for like three months it'll be like boom in your face and you're like oh my goodness I put that there so long ago I had no idea why I did that I was compelled to put that there and then, in this moment, it taught me a lesson. That is how I organize my apartment. I don't know who that makes sense to. I hope it makes sense to someone. But that's how I express myself, I guess, in my apartment. One way. One way I express myself. I just recorded an entire, an entire video. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, an entire video could be two seconds, or it could be, you know, 4,500 minutes. So, I recorded an entire video. I recorded a video that I was going to use as this episode instead, because I've been drawn to using video. I'm trying to be brave about capturing me mid-process. It's easier for me to talk to a recorder than it is for me to video myself, but I am challenging myself to do it anyway. And so lately, when I've wanted to share something, it's been through video. Sorry, audible, audio, audio listeners, audible listeners? Learners, audible learner, audio learner. <laughs> Which word is right? I don't know. There's no one here to tell me, and so I'm not going to keep repeating it. You know what I mean. If you learn when you hear, <laughs> I apologize that I have not had an episode in a little while. Actually, I don't even know how long it is because I just do this when I want to. But I apologize because I do think it's been quite a few days. Candles of my past, present, and future are lit. Which one do I blow out first? Or do I or do I need to let them burn until they're done? Ooh. How do we decide? So what does it mean if I blow them out? What does it mean to me? If I blow out my past and I blow out my present and I blow out my future, then I'm basically saying Amen. Amen. 
So be it. So it is. I accept. I receive. That's what it means if I blow it out. But if I leave them burning all night, I'm saying thank you to my past. You will you will go out when you're ready. Hello to my present. You will burn out when you're ready. And be a surprise to my future. You'll blow out when you're ready. Uh no, I think I like closing the ceremony. I think I like the idea of me blowing out the candles. Yep. I don't think I want my past, present, and future to burn all night. And then what if one burns out before the, the others? They don't, they're not going to all burn out at the same time. And then what if just my past is left burning? Then am I going to like be trapped in my past thoughts while it's burning? Like, oh no, it's the last one. probably not a thing, but make for a good story. Um, so yeah, that's why I want to blow out the candles. Okay. So I'm going to end this episode. I'm going to blow out these candles. Thank you to my past. Thank you and hello to my present. Thank you, and be a surprise to my future. Ooh, man, that was nice how I blew those out and the sound. I hope it captured the sound. Although I might put some, you know, plinky, plonky music behind this, so I don't know if you'll hear it, but I blew those candles out and it was like a... I liked it. So I think I've said before, but I'll say it again. My favorite word in the world that I know, my favorite word that I've learned so far is onomatopoeia. I like how it sounds in my mouth. I like how it sounds in my ears. I like to say it. Onomatopoeia. 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 <laughs> But I also like what it means and the activity of it. An onomatopoeia, it's how you spell a sound. So like, how would you spell that? P-F-F-F-F-T? Or how would you spell that in a book? That sound. Because, like, it's genius when people spell sounds and then someone has an activity to then try and make the sound and figure out, like, based on the spelling, what it actually sounds like. And is it exactly what the writer was thinking? Because the reader and writer, different perspectives. It might sound completely different to the reader than to the writer who created it. 
interesting, right? Or not at all, perfectly the way things worked. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna say goodbye now. Good night, I'm not gonna say goodbye. I'm gonna say good night, good evening. It's still, um, I mean, I can't see the sun. It's setting still, it's still light out. But it's that time of day where I'm ready to close my curtains and crawl into bed and just be in bed with myself. Be in a cozy cocoon of Liz. That's what I'm gonna go do now. Thanks for hanging out with me. You've been listening to Memoir Street, and this is Liz Gurley signing off.